take three, take two sucked. First one. Yeah. Break it up. Yo, I break it up and spit it like tobacco in right fields. I'm acting like a savage and exploding like minefields. So much aggression and expression of minefields. Like fighting for my life, a rap attacker with mic skills. The time is critical and ticking like time bombs. My offense is pivotal, my lyrics will bear arms. My defense is evident, I block and I jab back, duck and attack and smack him with the back of my left hand. Just like a horror movie. Moment you ran into me, an evil spirit, you hear it, and now you'll never lose me. Call it some braggadocious magic like hocus pocus. Tiger fist with a little bit of the dragon lotus. Who needs a bodyguard? I'll hit your body hard. 55 hit combo to split your phony squad. Thinking faster than brain matter can spark a thought. Plan a suggestion, inception before the script was bought. Battle with axes and hammers and bullets blazing. Call it amazing the way I'm raiding your masquerade. Hey guys, this is Brian from Battle Wounds, one of our own, has started his own podcast. So here's a little preview. Check it out. If you dig it, it is Mass Mouse Fans. Here's a sneak preview. ...around that time. And that's something that you'll see a lot um, when you're new to Disney. It's kind of interesting seeing the demographic change every time you're there because there's always... Uh, some form of high school event going on, maybe a college event that's going on. So I think one time when we went, there was a martial arts tournament going on nearby. Yes, there was. And you'll often find cheerleading events. Cheerleading. And I believe uh, when you were in high school even, wasn't band brought there at one point? Yes, my high school band actually performed in the Magic Kingdom, starting from Frontierland going to the Magic Kingdom. And on on that note, actually, I want to throw in, just when you're walking around the parks... Don't assume that attractions and rides are the only things you can do. Literally hang out for just a few minutes and take your time because parades will come in randomly. Uh, if it does start raining, they actually have a rainy day parade come by and just start singing. And yeah, they do have that with a very catchy tune oh, as well. It's stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend go watch that online and get that song stuck in your head. Uh, they also like... Uh, Hollywood Studios have streetmosphere characters that roam around Sunset Boulevard playing different characters from the 1920s and mm -hmm. what would be Hollywood. There's a lot. We did, and we did quite a bit. In fact, this is because I'm a nerd and I'm obsessed. I have somewhere, and I believe it's on my work computer, there is a spreadsheet of what we did that first trip <laughs> so that I could know what we would need to do in the future. And that's true, because um, for people that are newer to the idea of Disney and visiting, when you go, remember that you are not going to get on everything. Right. Just, and it's not, be, you know, I don't say that as a challenge to you because you're going to drive yourself nuts and it's going to be stressful trying to do it. There are just so many people there, and a lot of the rides do take a long time to go through. Yep. Like, and not because of how long the lines are, it's just because when you are on the actual attraction... Some of them, like we said, Spaceship Earth is a, what, 12-minute ride? Yes. But then a lot of them have an after-queue area where you can do activities and hang out. And you want to be able to immerse yourself in the experience and yeah. not rush. Don't rush. Don't 
set your fast passes so close to each other and in different areas of the park that you have to run from one to the other. Because remember, the parks are big and you'll be doing a lot of walking. Spread them out. Unless you're an expert and what you do is you get the three early in the morning so that as after you use the third one up, you get the fourth one and then the next one and the next one. Mm -hmm. But don't do that going in brand new. Yeah, no, don't drive yourself nuts. Just go there to enjoy yourself. Have a few, do a little research to find out what rides you really want to go on and target those few. Yep. And I will say we did not do any advanced dining reservations on that first trip. So Mm -hmm. we sustained on mostly quick service meals and it worked out fine for us. The quick service meals are actually pretty good. I have to say, even if it's just a, a burger or a slice of pizza, everything is better than you would expect yes uh the quality is iffy sometimes depends Mm. on where you go but it's also if you're going somewhere and understandably even a quick service area the food might be a little pricey but if you kind of take your time and look around to see what you really want you can find a decent burger somewhere compared to somewhere where the burger might not be that great or the pizza might not be great somewhere else just gonna shop around see what looks really good and try something new don't make yourself hungry either don't don't like force yourself to go starving before you go into that first restaurant almost like going going grocery shopping hungry don't do it like don't uh (laughs) don't get to don't get yourself to a point where you have to eat that way you are allowed the opportunity to look around see what else see what else might be out there and don't try and sustain yourself on Mickey pretzels and Mickey bars. Oh, Eat a yeah. meal. Yeah, and that, that's something that I think we were guilty of the first time we went. Yes. Because uh, we didn't have our water bottles the first time, so we were already dehydrated. But we were stopping constantly to say, oh, here's Dole Whip. Let's get that real quick. Oh, here's a pretzel. Let's get that real quick. And so the first, I think after the third day, we were all just exhausted, not feeling so great because we didn't yeah. really eat a full meal for almost three days. And our New England bodies were still getting used to the oh. hot, humid temperatures in Florida mm-hmm. in the fall, which we were not necessarily the best prepared for. <laughs> that will come later. Uh, you know, as experience happens, we've learned lessons and we've learned to combat those lessons you can absolutely do a uh, another episode with just items to bring into the parks with you right or things just to keep in your hotel room even. oh you'll be on a future f- episode talking about future experiences and <laughs> ways that we've prepared ourselves better we now have the cliff notes version yes we do so we've done all the parks we went to hollywood mm. studios as a family can i throw something in real of quick of course actually? Um, If you're doing the parks for the first time and you're walking around, you're probably going to do a lot more walking than normal. I will say, don't save Animal Kingdom for your last park, only because we did that ourselves. Just because it's hilly, you're already tired after walking for four straight days. Yes. You might want to do it towards the middle of your trip, because Animal Kingdom does take a lot out of you. I don't know what it is. And if you're traveling with somebody who may already experience difficulty with walking long Mm -hmm. distances, you may want to think about talking to an ECV scooter rental place ahead of time. Because if you're in the park and you have to rent one, it's quite expensive to do so. They make you put on a deposit first. Yep. And you have to pay the rental fee. And it's just for that day. Whereas a scooter company... And I believe there's one that is preferred by Disney. You may have to go online. Yep. 
it was it'll be a lot less they will have it delivered to your resort and you can have it for the full time that you're there at a lot less money than renting from the park exactly and that's where like we said before when we kicked off this episode actually preparation is key granted if you are in an emergency situation and you need to get something right then like a scooter for example you can get it it's going to cost a little bit of extra money yes but if you do your research beforehand everything is really not too expensive i think the key takeaway from that is you might not be prepared for everything Mm -hmm. that this trip may throw at you but disney is yes that is a very good point (laughs) the remainder of our trip and we will end with the the discussion of the mickey's not so scary halloween party because that's the first time that even myself Mm -hmm. ever experienced it and my favorite movie being nightmare before christmas that was something i was so excited oh you were absolutely like a kid in the candy shop The remainder of the trip, I will kind of give the the Cliff Notes version of that because we did all four parks. Because of the hunger and the dehydration, we were typically very exhausted before any nighttime shows came. Yeah. So we missed Illuminations. We missed the uh, Happily Ever After. We did call it an early night a couple times. Fantasmic. Uh, We missed quite a few. Some of the regular nighttime shows that we were Mm -hmm. able to catch, we caught the Star Wars Spectacular that they projected on the Chinese theater. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars, but that even got my arms to get goosebumps. It was amazing. It was a wonderful show. We even caught the pre-show to The Magic of Movies. That was such a good one, too. So, unfortunately for this episode, we couldn't really talk about that. We have seen since seen those shows. Yes. And the final day, another 90 plus degree day, mm-hmm. here is where my lack of preparation and lack of forethought came in because we had paid for a certain amount of park days plus the Mickey's Not So Scary extra ticketed event. You don't need a park ticket for that day to attend the mickey's not so scary halloween party because if you pay for the mickey's not so scary halloween party that's quote unquote your park ticket for the day i made the mistake of having and i believe if i go through my research this is what happened we did have an extra park day and the ticketed event so i paid for an additional park day oh, on top really? of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. We so could have I, had another day. That, we oh could gosh. have had another day. But again, we we got up. It was a hot day. You spent the day at the Pop Century 1950s bowling pin pool, swimming oh, pool. Oh, yes. And that's something for people that go for the first time. Don't, don't go 100%, 100% of the time because you are going to run yourself ragged. And by the time you're at the end of your trip, you're going to hate life just because... You're going to be sunburnt. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be hungry because, let's face it, you're eating a lot of quick food. Yeah. Um, and if you do go too hard too much, the worst thing that can happen is getting sick while you're there. Right. Because you don't want to walk 10 plus miles a day while you have a cold in the heat. I tend to think what happened is probably worse than expecting that your Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween ticket also included a park day because if we had gotten up early and decided to go to the magic kingdom and then being told well we're sorry but you don't have any park days left there's nothing worse than seeing that blue light when you press your finger on the finger scanner at the entrance 
uh, instead of getting that nice little green light that says, okay, you have entered, or you are, you are free to enter the park. But I think it was worse on our end because there was an additional day on our ticket that would have allowed us to go to the park. Come I didn't back. know that until I, just now. Yeah, that's funny. I am. It's one of those things that didn't occur to me until my mom, after the trip, mentioned it. She's like, "Wait, didn't we have six days of park tickets or five days of park tickets plus the ticketed event?" And that was one of those moments where it was, "Oh shoot, it's yes like, we did." Oh, we could have been there one whole day extra. So. Whoops. Do the additional research even afterwards while you're in the park, while you're there after you've arrived to make sure everything is squared away. Because on the flip side of that, thinking you have the additional park day has happened not to us, but while we were waiting in line to enter the Magic Kingdom. You have much better luck in those security lines or (laughs) in those entrance lines than I do. We make a game of it where me and Chris will go into two different security lines to see who can get out first. Oh, and it's always Wesley. It's always Wesley. There was a family of at least six, (laughs) and they didn't have the Magic Bands either. They had the plastic cards that they used. It was old school. And here comes the employee with, or the cast member, I should say. I'm sorry. Sorry, Disney. It's a cast member with the iPad and they had to explain no you do not have an additional day your your tickets have expired so I've seen that yes it's heartbreaking when you see that happen too but it's it's quite heartbreaking when you realize oh gosh we had an extra day that we could have spent (laughs) at a park even if it was a short trip because with the Mickey's not so scary Halloween parade or the party I should say you are allowed access to the Magic Kingdom as early as 4 p.m. yes uh, even without a park ticket, but if you just have the ticket to the party. And so, yeah, I kind of kicked myself afterwards and realized that there was money that had been unused or or set aside and or spent. It had been spent at that time, and the ticket went unused. So there was that. So preparation, folks. Preparation is a wonderful thing. But it also shows you even someone like yourself that is obsessed with Disney and planning you can't plan for every little thing and things are going to go missed. So if you do just go the one time, don't drive yourself crazy trying to plan for every little detail. Just get the main things done. Like do some research, find out what you want to accomplish while you're there and try to get that done. That is a very good point. Uh, and I was pretty meticulous with the planning. Yeah, you're me and you are very much alike. We're very organized, meticulous. I don't like surprises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, waiting four hours at the JetBlue terminal. Uh, that was a surprise. Another little tidbit for people, especially if you don't travel much, and if this is, say, your first time flying, when you go to the airport, always bring something with you that'll keep you entertained. Try not to buy things while you're there because they're naturally going to upcharge. Because once you go through security, you can't leave and go get anything extra. Right. And you can't bring a beverage that's more than three ounces. So what I always do is I personally bring my laptop most times or I'll bring my books that I'm currently reading. That's a good point. So that way, if you do have an hour or two hour delay, you can sit there and read and wait. And it's not really going to feel like you're waiting for four hours. Right. And looking back at it, it still felt like it was four hours for me. <laughs> well, mm. yeah. I, probably because I was sitting there watching the fast passes go. I got Let's face it, we were all a little excited to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 11 years for me and a lifetime for you. So. Yeah. We end the evening. Already, wow. I know. And it's, it's time to discuss Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. 
Okay, let's try this topic again because we I think we deviated twice already. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The final night we were there. I went as Mr. Bob Belcher from <laughs> That's right. Bombs Burgers. Yeah. Everything from the sweatpants to the white t-shirt and... Mustache. The mustache. And I even drew on the arm hair because I'm not typically <laughs> a very hairy person. But With a sharpie. It was I perfect. I had to draw on the little three lines every like oh, couple of inches. Amazing. And you went... I was uh, Ferdinand the Bull. Well, actually, that worked out perfect because I went in a bull onesie that I got from Walmart. Shameless plug. And Ferdinand, I think, was just coming out that year. I think you're right. So when I first walked into the park, by the way, a full, not a onesie, what would it be? I think it's a bull onesie. A bull onesie? Okay. Yeah. That's how I've been telling it to friends. So. Not a great thing to wear in 90 degree weather because I was hot, but it was kind of nice because you don't have to wear as many clothes underneath. I remember one of the longer lines we had to wait in was Peter Pan's flight. That one was hot. And there was very little airflow within that that one i had to practically take off the costume while i was waiting because it was toasty and it's partially in the outdoors the uh, standby line it's it's funny because yeah you see the outdoors from the line but once you're in there it's like the heat from the ride radiates out it was an uncomfortable experience (laughs) for all of us who were watching you i'm just saying we could feel the sweat coming off of you so the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. There, I think at our first time there, there wasn't a lot of overlay oh, yes. for the Halloween stuff. That comes later, mm-hmm. uh, where different attractions have different Halloween overlay overlays. Just ingenious for them to do. Yes. Simple, but it makes the rides so much better. Yeah, exactly. It's simple and probably inexpensive oh, yeah. alternatives for Disney to... Half the time it's turning the lights off because it's scary now, so oh. They're saving money on electricity. <laughs> right. The other main attraction of this, aside from the stage show, the fireworks, the parade, and again, with another song that gets stuck in your head, you get to, as an adult, not only dress in a costume, which is not typically allowed any other time of year except for the Mickey's Not-So-Scary mm-hmm. Halloween party. Yes. And nothing that covers your face, no crazy makeup. You are given a wristband and a little bag in which you can trick-or-treat throughout the park. You actually get, oh my gosh, this brought me so back to my childhood here. They actually give you a bag and throughout the park, there are stations where they literally just give you candy. And it's amazing because you would think, oh, well, they're just giving out free candy. It's not going to be the greatest. Oh no, they give you some pretty good quality stuff. I believe it's because it was sponsored by Mars. So you get the Snickers, you get Mm. the M&Ms, you get Lifesavers. You were getting brand name candy. You still get the fun size. Oh yeah, there's fun size, but you want to know what the best part is? You want more? Get back in line. Exactly. They will not stop you. They keep going until they run out of supplies. And if I recall, I believe it's about 10... 10 to 12 stations throughout the park Mm -hmm. where it's just basically a giant bucket of candy and the cast member gives you a fistful yeah they don't give you just one they're not they're not cheap on it no we were there was it the first time no the first time was not the last night uh our second trip in 2018 we were there for the last night yeah so we were getting i think oh they were in a lot bucket fulls of candy we still have some halloween candy i think from that there were times when the buckets were overflowing with extra candy that they knew they weren't going to use the next day because they're going to switch over to christmas so Mm -hmm. but our first trip 
we still got really good portions. Oh, yes. And because of some additional planning and foresight ahead of time, they give you the small little plastic bag, but you can also bring a larger bag. That's why I was sitting here. I'm thinking we didn't have a small bag. No, if you bring your own trick-or-treat bag, you're allowed to. Yes. Uh, well, so we go, go to it. sign up and get your wristband. Everybody gets the additional plastic bag that already comes with some candy already yep. pre-loaded inside. It's like a goodie bag. Yeah, exactly. But we went to the dollar store and we got some larger tote bags. Yeah, bring I a think pillowcase all if you three want. of us had uh, Mickey on it. Yep. Because why not? You're going to <laughs> Disney World. You should bring a bag that has Mickey on it. And yes, I, mean, I think I still have candy from 2017. <laughs> it's a wonderful experience for an adult. And it's in my case in particular where I was going into Disney thinking it's going to be a lot of little kid things mm -hmm. the fact that they had a Halloween party and they called it not so scary I was almost afraid that it was going to be too PC too too babyish but when you walk around it's pitch black outside they have all the Halloween villain music playing might I add but they also have the villain characters walking around in abundance and so you almost forget that you're an adult while you're there and you get to relive your childhood almost. Yeah. It's weird because I was literally fangirling over seeing the Queen of Hearts one time when we went. Jafar was walking around. And these are characters Disney or the Magic Kingdom don't often... They're rare. ...let out. Like, let I out think, of their cages, I guess. <laughs> we only saw Jafar once because the new Aladdin remake had come out. Right. But otherwise, you'll never see him around. Along with the trick-or-treating, we did find a spot in front of the castle and we watched the Sanderson Sisters stage <gasps> show, uh, which so I just good. realized is SSSS Sanderson <laughs> Sisters stage show. Uh, wonderful production. Oh my gosh. With the three Sanderson Sisters and I'll let you. I would say if you go to one of these events, do as much as you can not to spoil yourself to see what coming because I went into it not knowing anything and the fact that it was the Sanderson sisters and I'm not going to spoil it for newbies listening but they add a few things to the end of the show and it's a huge musical production you literally just feel like a little kid watching all these Disney movies for the first time mm -hmm. and it's just such a great magical feeling especially me being as a uh, morbid and liking all the creepy kind of things <laughs> so this was it felt very tailored to me and I'm like oh this is something very different that I was not expecting Disney to hand to me that does that sounds very funny though that you're a morbid person who loves the Disney parks <laughs> very evil it's a paradox <laughs> uh so we won't spoil the Sanderson sisters show uh I'll, we'll just say that other Disney characters do appear yes the one thing we missed, so we left that, and there was time between that and the fireworks show that happens later on in the evening. We did not catch that because we were going to different attractions at that time. Yeah, because we were still going to on attractions for the first time ever. I think we were close by, though. We heard them going off. Yeah, I think we were going into Adventureland. Because they're loud. And you could see them from the bridge that we were standing on crossing into Adventureland. I think you could see them. Pirates the Caribbean? I think so. I think we had might gotten be right. out, and then that's when the fireworks started, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" Yep, that is absolutely right. Yes, I remember seeing the the fireworks then we lights stopped, reflecting up. off the buildings. Yes. The other item is the Boo to You Parade. Ah. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Now it's in your head. 
we did not catch the full parade. We did at one point, and I think we were in Frontierland at that time. We caught some of it. We Again, since, oh, yeah, we have seen the full parade. Because we were there more so for the Sanderson Sisters show, because I was thinking, oh, a parade, eh, I can I can pass on the parade. Don't pass on the parade, because they are, they are not something to be messed with. They are amazing. They are absolutely wonderful for seeing characters that you don't typically see in the Disney parades, in the Magic Kingdom parades. And the floats they come up with are so well built. So intricate. Yeah. Absolutely intricate. Uh, And again, that song is uh, stuck in my head. Oh, even to this day. How does every parade start? With the Headless Horseman? Oh, thank you. I I actually went blank for a second. It's one of those things where when you're sitting there and you know the parade's coming, especially if you have a good seat hearing the horse coming from a distance it's like oh, it's coming it's coming it's unbelievable to see the headless horseman carrying it's good his head that actor that performer it's riding the horse. horse yes it absolutely is a real horse must be well trained yeah i can imagine because he's looking out of like a, an eye hole of and there's, somehow there's no cast members around him either he's nope. literally just by himself and that's what makes it kind of creepy because he starts the parade but he's by himself so it's like the four horsemen kind of coming to and say hey here comes all the creepy stuff yep and at that time and it has since changed the fireworks show does come with a uh, introduction at the castle as well it was up until this year the voice of the narrator from the haunted mansion mm. would introduce the fireworks special but that has since changed so now it is Jack Skellington. Oh, is it? That's a, it's a brand new addition. That. We weren't really close mean? to the castle gotcha. at the time. Uh, so I believe that is a new addition since 2019 that Jack Skellington is the new voice and the new Oh, and announcer. people that are new as well. If you go to the Not-So-Scary Halloween party in the efforts to meet Jack and Sally, because that's the only time you'll ever see them. That is true. You, you can either go on rides while you're there or you can wait in line because that line is long. Yes, it is. Being a huge fan of Jack and Sally myself, I personally decided that it was more appropriate to go on the rides rather than trying to get a picture with them. But if you're smart enough and you're clever, you can find a way to sneak behind them and take pictures behind because they are out in the open in certain areas. Yes, I believe they were standing in a gazebo taking pictures yep. and. Yeah. I got the back of Jack's head once. Yes, you did. <laughs> that was your very first trip in a nutshell, in a almost two-hour nutshell. <laughs> we could not stay the entire evening because I believe it closes at midnight or one o'clock. We could not stay because our next morning we had to catch the Tragical Express. Oh, so sad leaving. So sad. We had to go back to the hotel room, pack up all of our stuff, sleep for a few hours, get up in the morning, and head back to Logan Airport. Now, as this was, I believe, new for me as well, staying at Pop Century Resort, there was one luxury, which was we could check in from the resort. We got to check in our luggage right then and there. Yes. So that was also taken care of for us. They slap the Logan luggage tags on there. They make your baggage really manageable, which mm-hmm. is great because I know uh, I've flown quite a bit before going to Disney from Connecticut to Florida because I went to college in Florida. Just getting your bags checked in is always one of the more stressful things in my opinion. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. Just because you don't know if it's going to be too heavy or if something in it's going to be triggered by something or 
it's just one of those things where it's nice when Disney takes it, you know it's just going to get where it needs to go. Then you can go to the airport, go through security. And if memory serves me from that location at Pop Century where we checked our luggage, they could also print your boarding pass for you. I think you're right. They did quite a bit for us. I do recall that, and I do recall that because this was our first time using that service, we were very close to missing the Magical Express bus back to the oh airport. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I believe there was a bit of a rush. Yeah, there was a last minute dash there, because I think it was just about to leave when we were running up. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> So the end of the trip, we go to MCO Airport at Orlando, fly back to Boston, Logan International Airport. We have returned from our trip. What were your final thoughts? Oh boy, when can I go back? That was my first thought. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how much fun the whole experience was. It wasn't what I was expecting. Just because you literally get transported back to your childhood of what Disney is. Being someone that grew up during the Disney Renaissance when Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, those were all, those defined my childhood. So getting to go into a an area where you're an adult, but you get to act like a child and everyone else is doing the same thing. It's a little, it's a personal getaway. It's great. I love it. Do you have any additional advice for newbies who may be going on their first time and starting to plan for their very first trip? Oh, I would say there's a few things to keep in mind. Uh, as we said, make sure you bring something that you can refill with water, just because water is vital to surviving your trip. Because our first trip, we didn't drink enough, and we were wondering why all of our muscles were hurting. We were dying the, by the time we were getting back home. I had forgotten how painful my muscles were after that trip. Yeah. I had honestly <laughs> forgotten that. Yeah, I remember my legs were killing me. But um, in addition to that, the biggest thing I would say for people that are going, especially the first time, don't stress. Try very hard not to feel like you need to do everything avoid that FOMO feeling of missing out just because you're there. You're not going to be able to do everything, but as long as you do a little bit of research and pick the items that you want to accomplish, work on those. And then that way you're not going to be stressed out because let's face it, you're on vacation. You spent a lot of money to be there. You should be enjoying yourself. And with the amount of money you're spending, try not to go in with an expectation of a perfect trip. Oh, yeah. that would be one for me. I know I'm not necessarily the newbie, but me going back after an 11-year hiatus, that would be one that I would say as well. Yes, because let's face it, there are going to be hiccups no matter what you do. It's a matter of taking those situations and just rolling with them. And the best thing about Disney in particular that, from my experience, if anything is ever going on they are very helpful their customer service is amazing yes uh there was actually one experience with sunglasses that you oh had. yes actually um when i went to the parks i didn't bring sunglasses surprise make sure you bring sunglasses it helps a lot and sunscreen um so i bought a pair at one of the stores and at one point they fell off my head and they just shattered when they hit the floor so I was upset, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to go and get a new pair. I just got the same exact pair. And when I did, I was talking to the lady that was ringing me out, and I said, oh, yeah, I just dropped them. They broke. And she said, oh, do you have them? And I said, yeah, they're in my pocket here. 
She gave me the new pair for free in exchange for the ones that were broken. That is incredible customer service. And she offered it without me even asking. That is just incredible. So I'm sitting here thinking, well, wow, so they really have your back. I don't feel like they're trying to jip you out of all of your money. As long as you're going there to just genuinely have a good time, Disney's just there to help hold your hand. Yep. I think that might be the end of our very first trip together, yeah. 2017. So, prior to us signing off for this very first podcast of the Mouse... Oh, gosh, I even I was going to mispronounce it. Mass Mouse Fans Podcast. Why did I call it that? <laughs> That's Mass a mouthful. Mouse 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 Fans. For you and possibly for some future guests, I have compiled a list of a few questions that I plan on asking everyone. So the first one I would ask is, what is your favorite attraction? Oh, oh man. Um, oh, my gosh, they're all so good. 